Welcome to Undo Radio, another hey. episode. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. I know, we're recording at the Listening Party with Canal Street Market. Cool space, right? Yeah, it's super cool. Right, I mean, of- the last time I was here was maybe a year ago, and I didn't walk all the way back here, and it's just awesome to see all the cool kiosks and art installations and even like this podcasting booth. It's all really cool. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, I'm Clara Fountain. I was a yoga teacher and kind of all around wellness aficionado who is a, um, you know, I'm, I educate um, and I'm educated and I like wellness a lot. And so that's the space I'm in. And I am here with Aviva Klein. No, we just started talking. We weren't even going to introduce ourselves, (laughs) but you are a really dope photographer. Thank you. Doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Tell me some about your background, your story, how you got into this stuff. Um, so I'm born and raised in Cheapside Bay in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I got into photography a little bit in college where I was kind of introduced to it, but didn't take it very seriously. And then worked in the music industry for, you know, seven or eight years. And that's where I really got exposed to commercial photography and seeing what was possible in all these amazing photographers' portfolios and album covers that they photographed and decided that that was something that I wanted to pursue. And yeah, so I've been shooting since 2008. Um, That's when I left my old career and have been um, uh, following that journey ever since. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Was there anybody you were like most inspired by? Yeah. So um, during that time, um, I came across uh, Mike Schreiber and Jonathan Mannion's work. And both of those are both of those guys are uh, friends of mine and have mentored me in some capacity. Their work embodies hip hop. They've documented hip hop for many, many years. Yeah. So when I would see their stuff, I was like, wow, these guys are so good. And uh, it really inspired me to to try and, you know, make my own version of something like that. I mean, it's just a process, you know? Yeah. Woo, yeah I think that's amazing. It's been a long one. And, you know, it's forever evolving and I'm always learning new things and pushing myself to try things I haven't tried. You also have a really Im- impressive uh, portrait series. For anyone who hasn't visited her website, she's got really, you have a really cool portrait series. And I think portraits are like a special type of, of work. Yeah. Because they feel more intimate to me. Right, right. And it, honest in their own right. It's so interesting that you say that because yeah. that's really all I ever try to achieve with the work that I do, no matter who I'm photographing, whether it's, you know, a friend or a celebrity, it's really, it's always the same approach. Mm-hmm. Being in like the, the mental, I'm moving into the clinical mental health space, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of times like you have to feel something, you know, and yeah. I think any type of artwork it's like what is someone saying without saying it you know whether it's body language or how they're sitting or are they closed off or are they not closed off right. so I think like when you see a portrait like so much is conveyed in that in that it's a moment you know is, even though yeah. there's no time frame technically mm-hmm. it's like a moment like there's so much conveyed in that moment yeah. so to be able to capture that how is that process for you um you know for me it's it's um it's comfortable. It's like what I know, what I, what, like one of my purposes in life in general is like connecting with people. And I love talking to people and getting to know them and, um, photographing people is just like another way for me to, 
um, connect. And it, it even helps me connect with people who I'm close to in my life that sometimes I want to get closer to, you know, because people have walls up, um, whether you know them for 20 years, 10 years, two years. And then sometimes they, they're totally free flowing and share their most vulnerable moments with you. But for me, it's my way of connecting with people in a vulnerable manner. I mean, it's kind of what makes us human in a way. Yeah. You know, the ability to connect and to be vulnerable. Right. Do you, is that your most favorite? Is that correct? Most favoritist, most favorite, favoritist? (laughs) Is that your, like the type of work you like doing the most? Yeah, absolutely. Like if you look at my website, um, you'll see like, I probably have no photos of people smiling. And for me, it's not that I don't want to experience joy or show joy in my photographs. It's more introspective and intimate and quiet, but also powerful at the same time. And that's really um, who I am as an artist. And also when I'm editing my photos, those are always the ones that I end up choosing to show because in some way I see myself in them or the feeling that is present in that moment speaks to me and so I think that's nice though I'm the same way I like don't post smiling pictures yeah and it's not that I don't smile like I laugh and smile all the time you know like but I feel like the minute it not to say if it's captured in a picture maybe but even in seeing it sometimes in photos of myself like when people I've worked with have like caught a big smile it almost feels like a manipulation tactic that I could use for my audience of like, look how happy I am. Look how happy this is. Right. When it, not to say I'm not that way, but it just feels like it comes off as, yeah, contrived. And it almost feels cheap in a way. Yeah. Because it's an easy way to like, positive emotions are quicker to find when you're smiling, you know, like, it seems like a quicker way to get there, which doesn't always feel as honest. Right. Well, it's interesting that like, uh, you said something, you said positive emotions are, they more contrived. They like correlate are, to positive feelings quicker. Right. But, but also, so that makes me think about like, why would a more honest, introspective moment not mm-hmm. communicate positive feelings as well? That's true. You know? And then it'd also be me saying that a smile isn't honest and true, but it right. is. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I like you. I like that you said that you see yourself in those pictures. Oh, totally. You know, like you see like that. It resonates. Yeah. I don't care if it's a guy, if it's a girl, if it's someone older, younger, you know, whatever race, it has nothing to do with that. It's more about like connecting with the human spirit and seeing how, how I relate to them and how we share the same feelings. Yeah. I mean, know? that's what intimacy in that moment, is. Or, or maybe not in that moment, but I may look at that when I'm editing and then feel that that's the, a moment about them that reminds me of myself. Yeah. I mean, that's empathy, not empathy. That is empathy to feel other, to feel with someone, but that's like how intimacy works. Right. Cause isn't in, intimacy, like they say into you, like into you, me, you see into me, you see. Yeah. 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 So it's like to really have that moment. Yeah. And that's what drives all my work and means the world to me. And it's such a joy to be able to do that for a living. I think that that's really impactful because you have worked with some big names mm-hmm. and some high status clientele, right. if you will, right. that some people could tick off of that and think, oh, she gets to like touch celebrity or right. be with the industry. Right. But that's not like what you're taking from it in a way. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, for me, I think it's it's really interesting to be able to 
share my process of intimacy and connection with someone who doesn't necessarily show who they truly are, right? Because a lot of celebrities have images and, you know, I had a client once that like kept making this space because it's like part of his persona. And so, you know, those are the photos the client might have used for their needs. But for me, like those photos are not what end up on my site in the way I curate. I picked the photo that like to me was like more really them and without them putting this mask on. I think that's the most beautiful stuff, though. That's why, like, if you see an editorial or something like that was like an artist feature, Mm -hmm. we'll say just for music, like an artist feature, and it features them in a different light than you're used to seeing them, which may actually be a more honest light for who they are as a human Mm -hmm. or as a person. I always thought those were like the most beautiful because it broke down like maybe the stereotype or the cliche that they were known for. Right. Yeah. Like people that hire me, like if they want, you know, exciting, happy energies that like, I'm not the person to hire for something like that, you know? Yeah. That's a skill set in itself. Cause like I've worked with people and I've said, I want like candid, I want candid lifestyle stuff. Like Mm -hmm. just catch the in-between moments. Like this is more of what I'm looking for because it doesn't feel as like posy and staged. Yeah. But then you have people that are like, okay, um, can you post for this? And it's like, oh, yeah. It's tough. And a lot of the time when you photograph people, if they're not celebrities, they're always like, what do I do with my hands? How yeah. do I, <laughs> yeah, what do I do, do with my I turn? You know? And so I think, you know, one of my strength strengths in doing this for so long is really, um, helping people understand that it's not that big of a deal and that, you know, it's just me and them and no one's going to see the bad shots. And so I'm able to make people feel comfortable, even though it may take like 15 minutes, a half hour to kind of get them used to the whole setup of the lights and the camera and all of that. And for me, even when I'm doing more documentary work, it's like awesome for me because I get to be like a fly on the wall and I know where the real the really good light is, and I find someone in the crowd or the one person that I might be documenting, and I'm just like waiting for them to walk in there. And sometimes I might like call their name so they turn around and then like they get into the light, and then that creates the photo in more of an authentic expression, and they're not posing because they're just like, what? You know, and so I love those pictures too. Yeah. The ones where you're like Looking for a place to take your friends that's fun, hip, and full of food? (laughs) Stop on by Canal Street Market. We're on Canal Street. Are you a business looking for creative services? Well, don't fret. We Ascend is in place to make sure you get the job done. Hit us up at WeAscendNYC or WeAscend.NYC. We had some show topics that I didn't even introduce, but it's okay because I'm interested in just talking about your story, your process, and how it all ties into like kind of the unique place that you like hold in this space. Mm -hmm. And one of the other topics on here that could be interesting for us to talk about is like creating identity, Mm -hmm. like in a world of like copycats and repetition. And I mean, even from a branding standpoint, I know that there's people who they do things because they work. Like, this is what it works. You know, this is the cliche. This is our, you know, archetypal client. You know, this is safe. This is what we do. It's safe. These are the colors to use that are safe 
So like, how do you, how do you, what does that process look like for you? That whole process of identity? Cause um, you've been in the space for like a decade now, yeah. if not more. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's not contrived. I don't try to do anything besides stay true to, um, my work and the subject matter and the people that matter to me. And, um, yeah, it's not really something that I think about. I just, I do what I do and hopefully it works. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting you say that because I get asked about like, how do you maintain authenticity? Right. And I get frustrated because it's like the minute you have to ask me how to do it, I feel like you've lost it right. because all authenticity is, right. is being yourself. Right. And if you don't know how to be yourself, that's a different process. That's a relearning of, of, of yourself. Like, you know what? Go doodle, get a journal, listen to music you like for a few days, you know, wear the clothes that you like. Doesn't matter if they're in style or not. Right. Just do the things you want, like read the things you want for a few days and get back to you. But I think the minute you have to, how do, how do I be authentic? Right. It's tough. Yeah. I think for some people it comes naturally. And then for other people, it's a struggle. Do you think, this kind of just hit me, do mm -hmm. you think it can also be caught up in people thinking like, well, if my livelihood or like part of my job is around like being creative or authenticity is what sells right now and I want to be successful, do you think that there's a pressure that maybe they feel? To create authentic work? Yeah, that like I want to be successful and if authenticity is what's successful, how do I do that? I think just be authentic. Boom! <laughs> I know. Yeah, That's I the mean. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, there have been times where I've gone to advice um, to friends who are like agents in the industry and creatives. And, you know, they would suggest like, uh, you know, because I, I would always try to find ways to find more work. Like as as a freelancer, you're, you know. You have your clientele, but you're always looking to build on that. And, you know, uh, I remember someone once told me, why don't you like find an editorial that you really like and do something just like it? I would like consider it for a little, but I'm not trying to to make somebody else's work, even though I may think it's like super dope. It would be too stressful for me to try to figure out how to to make someone else's work than to just do what I do. Yeah, I think so. That's really a big thing. Yeah. And speaking of like authenticity and like identity, going through some of your work, and this was a question I asked in um, a previous episode, if people listened to it about like, we were talking about design and like, should people in the creative spaces and in design and which leads into branding and marketing and advertising, should you be socially conscious or political? And I know you have one that's like about Trump's America. Right. So you are political with your work or like just any of those concepts what to set yeah you know what do you think it, it's interesting you bring that up because i know that like when i put that photo essay on my website i knew that i will be revealing my political stance in this country and i'm okay with that i might have thought about it for like two seconds but i'm like no this is like good work and if someone doesn't want to work with me because of my beliefs then that's fine with me. And so in the last few years, I've definitely have been creating more socially conscious work uh, to either bring attention to a social issue that I'm passionate about or even give a voice to a community that might not be able to tell their story. Yeah, I mean, that's powerful work. I agree that there's within art and within creatives, like people who have like the power to create something almost 
maybe not everybody's going to agree with that, but have like a social responsibility to like do something that they're passionate about that might speak to a larger right. purpose, meaning, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it just felt good to know that I was in some way giving back and creating a positive experience for other people besides me being selfish and wanting to connect with people and take portraits of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think people want to be seen like in a, in a literal way, want to be seen and in a more like esoteric way. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's narratives in my work that I don't necessarily talk about because to me, it's like the work speaks for itself and I don't really have to say like what I'm trying to do because it's just what I'm doing. And if you see it, you see it, you don't, you don't, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, it's just for me about honesty and, um, and intimacy and creating, not just creating that for me and my subject, but for when other people look at the work. Um, and so hopefully when I do this 10 year show that I'm really hoping to happen, I'm definitely going to create a way for people to really experience the intimacy. I don't want to like give it away, but, but it won't be like a traditional, like gallery with like photos on the wall. You have to tell us about that, by the way. You have to tell us about when that show happens. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, not give away your secrets for the show. Yeah. 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 No, but you have to tell us about like when that happens so we can get everybody from the ordinary to come over there. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, I'm really hoping it happens. I feel like it would be really awesome. I think and I have so amazing. much work. I've photographed so many people in the last 10 years. Does so. it kind of shock you sometimes? And you're like, wow, I've done a lot. Um, <laughs> or do you just see it as like your journey? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like sometimes I think mostly I look at it as my journey, but I did like a, a team talk this past weekend in Denver. And then I did a, another one um, at like a boys and girls club in New York the other day. And in preparing for those talks, I was able to like look at everything that I've done and then I'm like, wow, it's pretty cool. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> but I think there's also, because even in being in the industry, like you have been around a lot of music, you, yeah. were, you said you were in music before, like mm-hmm. music, celebrity, et cetera. Like it can be a difficult industry to be in. It can be stressful. Yes. And being a woman in that space yes. is a whole other animal. Yes. Um, I definitely do my best to keep it together. Um and sometimes it's stressful and sometimes it's not. I definitely work better in situations where there aren't a lot of people on set because all those energies, um, they add their energy to what we're doing. And like for me, I feel to get the, the best out of the person I'm photographing and to be the best version of myself in that moment, I need like the least amount of energy. So like my dream is to one day like tell everyone that they can't be on my set. That would be so nice. <laughs> but it's hard when you work with like art directors and product managers and, you know, stylists are okay. And like the creative team is like fine. But I like the idea of just like all the other people just not being in my space. It just, you know, and I do have a lot of photo shoots that are like not that big of a production where it is one-on-one with me, the person, and maybe some glam or whatever. And I always feel like those are the best photo shoots because I I have like no stress, no one asking me anything, just kind of like trusting me. Yeah. And that's the thing when you have like big teams on set and a lot of money riding on it, people are like, 
putting in too much of their nervous energy. And I'm just like, it can feel really chaotic. Yeah. Like in a feeling sense, not even in people could be totally still and it feel chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just do much better. The smaller the production is, I mean, I do do good work in larger productions, but in terms of me being able to get the intimacy that I want with the subject. It's like your process. Yeah. Is there anything you do from like a wellness standpoint that helps you with that? Like, are you into meditation, exercising, um, you drinking a lot of water? You know, wellness can look all sorts of ways. Having the right music on set definitely helps me get into a good space and stay in that space. For years, I've tried to have a meditation practice, but... It's a practice that it's that is an inconsistent one. Yeah. And I know that if I was able to incorporate it more into my life, that maybe things would be a bit more zen. Uh, but it's, you know, it's everyone's practice is different and mine is uh, inconsistent, which I mean, I'm sure a fine. lot of people yeah. um, experience. But it does help me when I do do it. Um but yeah, I'm, wor- I'm working on doing more of it because I think it, it might it might help in every aspect of my life. I was going to say every aspect of your life. <laughs> Sleeping, oh, relationships, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. everything. Yeah. Because when I do do it, I'm like, oh, man, this is just like the greatest the thing ever. The whole world opens up. I notice when I, because I'm like my head, like I, I think like almost too much. Like, yeah. you know, when you just go and go and go yeah, with your yeah. heads. And it's not always negative things. It's right. like, oh, my God, I could do that. This is a great idea. I should right. call this that. Ooh, that's a great tagline for this. Like, I should call so-and-so about whatever. Like, you start seeing things in your head or like even creative projects where you're like, I see everything for I want to do a series on have this. Twin there you I, go. That's my life. It just doesn't shut up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So meditation helps me to not only like, it helps me to be like a bystander in my, in my own head. Like oh, I can see the thoughts going by uh-huh. and I'm allowed to like pick them up and look at them or kind of push them to the side versus yeah. just being like the swirling all around me all right. the time. But I also find that when I like make the time to meditate, like not to be all like power of attraction here, but like better, nicer things that I care about, like come into my life more easily. And I'm like, am I opening up a different channel because I'm slowing down and I'm not allowing like negativity and like obsessive thoughts to run, to rule, not ruin, but like run my life in a way. So I just always think there's like something kind of magical that happens like when I start paying attention to it. Yeah. But I think music can be meditative too. Yeah, totally. It definitely puts me in a different space when I listen to certain songs. Um, So for me, I think I have a lot of resistance around meditation, even though it is every single time I do it, it it is so impactful, even if it's five minutes. I think. What do you think that comes from? You know, I'm not sure. I, I, I have you ever read the book, um, The War of Art? Yes, and Turning Pro. Okay. That's the second one. Oh, there's another. Yeah, one? and it's written in the same sense of like little one to three page like snippets. Yeah, yeah. No, The War of Art is so good. But yeah. he talks about resistance in every sense. Yeah, and I and I I think I struggle with that in different aspects of my life, including that. Yeah, I get that. But I, but I, but I always do overcome it at some point, but it's kind of like life is like that, you know, sometimes like you're killing it, sometimes you're experiencing resistance and other things and it's just like a constant um it's a constant journey, you know, to be your your best self. It is, and sometimes the things that we know are good for us to do are sometimes the hardest yeah. to do. Yeah, absolutely. My, yeah, my dad told me something once where he said just just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, because people are going, oh, just do it. Why don't you just do it? If it makes you feel good, just do it. Maybe simple. Just all you got to do is sit down and be quiet for 10 minutes. Why is that so hard? And it's like, <laughs> doesn't mean it's easy. I know because, you know, for me, I'm such a workaholic that, like, I I don't even take a break. And that's probably detrimental. Like, it probably would help me to just take 10 minutes, shut everything off, turn my phone off, and just sit there. Mm-hmm. You know? But I'm always, like, so hungry for the next thing. Like, I probably work myself a little bit into the ground sometimes. Um, I don't know. Maybe after today, I'll I'll work more towards. Work more towards, like, reclaiming your, like, 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Because people deserve it. That's really the thing, too. And I get where I think, like, almost radical in the sense of like you want me to be like the world like the the royal you being the world right wants me to be distracted or wants me to be filled with like chaos and noise and doom and gloom and how bad things are and like how negative everything is and it's like a a radical moment to say I'm taking back 20 minutes of silence yeah and I'm taking back my thoughts (laughs) and I'm taking back all of this because like we're all to some extent products of marketing and advertising as much as we're like, oh, it doesn't affect us. I'll still buy the ads. Like I still am interested in it. You know, so it's like taking it back. Now, maybe it doesn't change everything, but it's like those 20 minutes are mine. It's like a gift to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So now I look at it from, cause I didn't use, I used to talk to, talk to people about how powerful meditation was. And then I wasn't even practicing it that much. Well, that, well, that's part of the practice too. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes your practice looks one way and then at a different time, your practice looks yeah. different. Yeah. And then when I positioned it as like, Ooh, maybe it's the rebel in me. You don't want me to be quiet. I'll be quiet. Right. You know? So right. it's a big thing. Yeah. Part of the process. So here are a little quick fires, okay. just a few. All right. Um, how has the internet changed your hustle? The, the internet, not just social media, right? Has, Whatever, however you want to take that. The These are open to interpretation. Yeah, I mean, the internet helps me hustle. Mm-hmm. I mean, without the internet, I wouldn't be able to email people, either older clients or new clients. I wouldn't have you know, the ability to send out my newsletter. I wouldn't be able to have the access to create you know, my marketing tools, like I do postcards and I do like premium uh, little zines that I send out to like VIP clients. I wouldn't have access to social media to share my work with so many people across the world. So, I mean, my hustle revolves around the internet. Very true. Yeah. We forget how like impactful it really is. Yeah. Like when you were saying, like, it gives me the ability to like even order the things I need to do my job. Right, right. (laughs) I mean, even meeting people in person, I have to use the internet to contact them so that I can, you know, be face to face with them. So then it's everything. Yeah. To some extent, it's everything. Yeah. And then as you were talking about earlier, like the vulnerability of like being able to see even people you were close to in a different light. What is the one thing you want to elevate in your relationships? I could probably have conversations with with people close to me that uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. because I kind of stay away from those a bit. Um, But to elevate and strengthen those relationships, I would probably have conversations I don't want to have. Yeah, that's a big thing. (laughs) That's a big thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to feel happy and peaceful in my life and sometimes... I mean, having those conversations could lead to stronger connections. But for me, it's always been a little bit of a struggle to bring up those types of things. 
It is, isn't it? For I me. Have like a game. I, mean, so, so I have a game for you then. Okay. There's a game. It was okay. based on a documentary series, but it's a set of like six, not six, but it's six for each person, 12 total questions. And they're questions that you can pick who you're playing with, you know, a spouse, a friend, uh-huh. uh, and a lover, a partner, et cetera, sibling. And it just tosses you these questions. I'll show you before we leave. But it's it's kind of a, I'm not going to say fun, but it's a way that takes kind of the edge off of of asking. Do you know this? The and? Curious something? No. It's oh, not no. That okay. One. But it's a good one. That's probably a good one, too. Okay. But it kind of takes the edge off of it. And it it allows people to be really vulnerable and talk Wait, about things. Wait, is it 36 questions? No, that's the way to pe- have people fall in love oh. in, a, in a lab, right? Okay. I that one's know. good, too. I, I had that app. I played with it with some people, but I never got through all 36 questions. Mm-hmm. But my friends have an a, a card game. I think it's called Actually Curious. And those that are... That sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to make a note. I'm, yeah. I should get that one, too. And I, and I think it's a game, and it kind of helps people talk about ways of connecting and asking questions yeah, that they probably man. wouldn't normally ask. I get it because that's like the same thing I would answer. Not that I want to take over your quick fire right no, now, but totally like, fun. man, connection is like such a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like the busier we get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. All right. Other little quick fires. Yeah. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Okay. Morning or night? Morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Favorite midday, midday. Okay. Favorite place <laughs> to go if you need space. Oh, good question. I mean, I never really need space because I work by myself at home. You're like, I am space. Yeah. So I have a lot of solitude that I'm really grateful for. I don't know. I was talking to to Manny earlier about this and how I really value the solitude that I am able to have in my life working the way that I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then how do you undo ordinary? Whoa. I um, know. I saved the biggest one for last. Undo ordinary. You're going to have to give me a second on this one. It's okay. I can tell everyone that these lovely podcasts are brought to you Damn, by. Damn, gosh, a good question. I know, um, right? She's good. <laughs> these questions are good. Yeah, uh, brought to you by uh, Canal Street Market yeah. and the Listening Party, who you can follow at Listening Party Presents. And Canal Street Market. Well, I think that maybe um, my career path is something that I've done to undo ordinary because I haven't, I'm, I was going to say I haven't chosen a traditional path. However, I feel like the path chose me, mm. but it's not necessarily ordinary where I have like a place that I go to every day and I'm in and out at a different same and different time. So maybe my uh, my profession is the way that I've undone ordinary in my life. Just been able to write your own story. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming and chatting. <laughs> Thanks for chatting with me. Of course. I feel like we have so much more we could talk about. Yeah. You'll have to come back. And I want to know about this game. Oh, I'm going to show you the game. I will. And yeah, yeah, there's an app, but there's also a card game. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk. Thanks. Thank you, Claire. Right. Boom. This episode of Undo Radio is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market.